0: Hey guys, welcome to Reality Witch, a podcast where I, Jesse Nails, talk all things reality, witchy, and weird. Each week, I talk about pop culture news, our favorite shows, and of course, some witchy shit. Get ready for some laughs, hot takes, and horoscopes and join this pop culture coven. Hello everyone, welcome to the best podcast on the fucking internet reality witch that's me manifesting that's called law of attraction people (laughs) speak it into existence am i right anyway how's everyone's week going mine's you know it's rainbow and butterflies over here i'm just kidding i feel like i've had a shit fucking week i'm not gonna lie like i'm always aware of when mercury is in retrograde Um. Think you know it? I don't feel like overly affected by it most of the time. Every once in a while, I'm like, "Why does like weird little thing? Why do we, weird little things keep happening?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." But this time around, I think it's because like a hundred planets were also in retrograde along with Mercury. Like I don't know what the fuck is going on this week, but people are wild out. I mean, the communication level of things just seems to like really be on a level that my I have no patience for. I already have zero patience. That's the Aries in me. Patience has always been at a zero. And I just thought I was like a raging bitch growing up and like had, I don't know, like I was like, why does everything get on my fucking nerves? I might be a raging bitch. But then once I realized what an Aries was, I was like, oh, see, like it's normal. Like I'm supposed to be impatient. Like it's basically in my DNA that I'm supposed to have little patience. I will say- I don't enjoy that about myself because when I say I have no patience, I, I borderline have no patience, and like the weird thing is that it's only with human beings. Like if I, I, I'm I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty accepting of like I don't know situations like if we're stuck in traffic or I'm in a or if a line's moving slow. Like in terms of that type of patience, like I'm usually pretty good. Like I'm not a fucking Karen, but. When it comes to people doing things that get on my nerves or saying things that I don't enjoy or acting a certain way, the patience is literally almost in the negatives and I don't like that about myself. So I've been really trying to work on it and I think I'm getting better if I do say so myself. (laughs) If you ask people around me if I'm getting better, they probably say no, bitch, not at all. But People be testing me this week. People be fucking testing me, um, in all avenues of my life, and it's it's taken. I think it's I think this week, and it's only Wednesday, has taken at least five years off of my overall lifespan. Um, one of those being my dad. He doesn't listen to this. I don't think he knows how to use a podcast. And if he does listen to it, I don't really care. He, we're in this family group chat. I texted my sisters and I just texted the fam because I heard about this thing called rainbow fentanyl on TikTok. And this nurse in California has, she said, 20 kids, not like, not young adults, not people in their 20s, not like high schoolers, like kids, like 15 and under, were hospitalized for fentanyl overdose, um and like some have died. And basically, it's these little fentanyl pills, and they look like sweet tarts, like it looks like fucking candy. I mean, if anything, you think you're popping Molly if you take that, like not fucking fentanyl. I and so I just got really nervous because because this I googled it first, and like it's pretty much all over the country. Like it's not just like it's not just one location. And I just got nervous because there's like these cases of like kids having it. Like someone commented on one of her videos, this woman's videos and said a middle schooler that her kid goes to school with just got caught with 150 pills. So obviously this is also, I mean, there's, I don't know how many fucking parents listen to this, but, (laughs) or if you know, any type of kid in your life, um, Google rainbow fentanyl and tell everyone about it basically. But anyway. So I'm, I was just nervous that like, you know, people do weird shit, you know, like the motive behind why people do things is unbeknownst to me. Personally, I don't know why fentanyl is in any drug. I think if I was a drug dealer, that'd be terrible, really bad for business. You're basically killing off your entire fucking like business like anyone that's buying shit off of you is now dead and like i'm not even trying to joke about it like i'm actually serious like these people lacing cocaine with fentanyl like you just killed the 10 people that were giving you a g every month for this shit like i just like don't understand the concept of it like i truly don't from if i was a drug dealer i don't get it so that alone is like these people there's no rhyme or reason to how like why these people act this way so I'm scared that like a kid, someone's going to have it at school. They're going to give it to my little nieces who are too young to know any better. It literally, like I said, it literally looks like candy. So I just imagine like very innocent school interaction. Like here, I want some candy. And like, yeah. And it's unfortunately not what they think it is. So I tell my family that in the group text. And I'm like, just like, I want to let you guys know. And my sisters had no idea. So they were like looking it up. And I actually like, just let like let them know what it looks like. Just tell them it sounds so fucking stupid. Like tell them they can't take fucking candy from anybody at school. So my dad throws out the most crusty boomer statement of all time, which is it's this fucking TikTok. If kids just put their tablets away and got off the TikTok for five minutes, ah, uh, they wouldn't be doing fucking rainbow fentanyl. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, sir? For one thing, it is like I said, the crustiest old oldest fucking Honestly, I am he's my dad's like a raging democrat. He's has been my whole life and but he's still crusty as shit. He's still an old white man. And so I was about to start insulting him with like you sound like a goddamn conservative. Like what the hell do you mean TikTok is the reason there's a fucking fentanyl epidemic? And The kids are dying. And like he, he, I thought, like I, I came back at him like just was a joke. I was like, I don't think TikTok is the reason to blame for the opioid epidemic. Like I said, maybe Big Pharma, but like not TikTok. (laughs) And he kept having a rebuttal for this shit. Like he didn't think Big Pharma was to blame. He literally was like, well, they wouldn't know about it if it wasn't for TikTok. And I kind of just like ignored it. And then he, then he sent an article and it was like 10, 10 dangerous TikTok trends that, and then he's like, this is serious. Kids are dying. And I'm like, dude, I literally said, I'm talking about fentanyl. I'm not talking about kids sticking shit in outlets. Okay. Like. Sure. Yeah. It's sad. These kids are dying. Like, Yeah, that sucks. But like, I'm not talking about that. Like I'm talking about rainbow fucking fentanyl that's infiltrating the grade schools of America. Okay. And you have two grade school level nieces that you should fucking be worried about. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like side texting my sisters. So I was like, I can't fucking believe what's coming out of his goddamn mouth. Like, this isn't even making fucking sense. Like, meanwhile, my dad's getting banned from Twitter every three days because he's telling politicians to go kill themselves. Like, but <laughs> on TikTok. I wouldn't even know what Rainbow Fentanyl was if it wasn't for fucking TikTok. Like. It's just like so dumb. Like people have been overdosing on fucking shit since the beginning of time. And guess what? TikTok could go down tomorrow. There's still gonna be fucking drug addicts out there. And the person to blame is Big Pharma and your fucking doctors that keep prescribing it to you over and over and over and over again. And he, out of everyone, out of anyone, should fucking know that. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> I just was like so appalled and I was losing my shit. Like, I was kind of losing my shit in the group text, but then I was also just like internally, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, when you just like can't believe someone says something and like it's someone close to you and you just like, that's almost why you can't believe it even more. Like, this wasn't some fucking bitch off the street a la Dolores Catania. Like, this is my dad who I think would say something a little bit more intelligent. And that's the other thing. I wanted to be like, Like, if I really wanted to stir the fucking pot in the family group text, I wanted to be like, you sound like a fucking idiot. Like, I thought you were smarter than this because he did. Like, he sounded like a fucking idiot. Like, I don't get it. Like, that's not like it just wasn't an educated response. I would have taken probably any other rebuttal other than the social media is the reason the opioid epidemic is taking the world by storm. No, it's not so that was my rant about my, my lack of patience. And then honestly, like he, I don't know, like I get like, I feel like my stubbornness and my bullheadedness from him, but then also like he, maybe this is just a man thing. And I hate to say shit like that, but honestly, sometimes that he can like, he just rebounds right away. Like it's no big deal. Then he starts joking about Wordle and how I can't beat him. And I'm like, I'm not over this yet. Like I I'll joke with you maybe in like five minutes, but like. Not right now. Anyway, people, rainbow fentanyl—it's out there. Educate yourself. Educate your kids, cause it's fucking wild. And I just like don't understand this world. I mean, my God, when he was growing up, they were just driving drunk and doing acid all the time. Like, what do you think's better? I don't fucking know. Like, you weren't perfect either, sir. But anyway, what else did we do this week? Oh, we went to a bar to watch the Eagles game on Monday. And like, you just forget because I live in Denver now. So you forget what it's like to go to a bar and have fun and watch your like home team play football. Like everyone was like, so excited, felt like I was back home. And that was a good time. It's funny, like everyone in there, like this one kid, he was really nice. He was talking to us like, We if you would have given us three guesses of where he was from, we could have told you. And if you would have given us three guesses of of his name, we would have gotten it right. He was from Jersey and his name was Anthony. And like that's pretty much like the blueprint for anyone that lives back east, like where we're from. Like if you're not from you're either from Jersey or like the greater Philadelphia area and your name is like it's pretty much always just Anthony, like, so that was nice. kind of like a little like piece of home. They had soft pretzels and cheese and like cheese steaks, and it was just a fan fucking fantastic time. I fucking love football season. It's a little cooler today. I'm feeling the fall vibes. Oh, my God, I'm also how could I forget? I'm getting my engagement photos done on Friday, and I'm terrified. I think this is gonna be the most awkward awkward situation ever I know what you're thinking you've been engaged for like about two years I have been but apparently now the new thing is like photographers give these for free so they can like meet you and get to know you so that way like on your wedding day it's not like super awkward like a like a you know a shock to the system so I get it I get the purpose of it I do think it's important but like if they weren't free like we weren't going to do these um I don't know I was like trying to get an outfit all week I finally found one it's just gonna be around the city so hopefully it won't be too too annoying but you know I just like kind of taking like selfies (laughs) like and I'm good at like maybe one pose and I know everyone's like she's gonna lead you she does this a million times like I know I get it like I'm sure once I get there I'll be like fine but It's just it just seems very unnatural. It seems like a now that it's getting closer, it seems like a very unnatural thing to do. The wedding photos seem less unnatural because it's like your wedding day, like you're in a big dress and a suit and everything. But like the engagement photos just seem like you're fucking going for a stroll and someone like your influencer in the wild and someone's taking your photos. But whatever it must be done and I guess if they turn out well I'm going to use them for a save the date which still hasn't gone out oh my god I just like if you can afford to have someone do this for you just just pay them if you have no budget I I highly suggest paying somebody to do all this for you because it is stressful um I'm still going back and forth with my florist mostly just because she's been busy but like I had to go back And like readjust the entire quote because it was like almost like double the budget um so that was great and then i have to still find a dj dj is very important to me very important if you're planning a wedding and music isn't top of your list of things you need to have you need to reconsider because i can't tell you how many weddings i've been to where it's not great it's not fucking great Um, and I really only just want to DJ, like, I want to give a list of songs to a DJ and they can mix them together. Like, I don't want someone using their, like, I don't want them to just have, like, pick their own songs. I'm giving a list. I'm giving, like, hours and hours of music. You just fucking hit play and, like, mix them together and whatnot. Like, so I almost want, like, a bar DJ and that's also difficult. Like, if you search DJs in Denver, nothing really comes up and if they do, it's like event DJs or wedding DJs and I just don't want that cuz like I just don't want it. Like I don't want the cheesy <laughs> wedding DJ that it's like their time to shine and, and like it's like their stand-up comedian set. Like when I go to bars, like I love those DJs. And like every time I go, I like try to see if they have a card and then I just get too embarrassed to like go up to them. But that's the next thing on the list and then i don't know it's just, it's just, there's a lot of things okay there's a lot of things that need to be done you think i would planning a time it should be planned by now but it's not but that's okay it's okay anyway what's on the fucking show besides me bitching about rainbow fentanyl and the opioid epidemic Um, We're going to talk about, obviously, Adam Levine. Who isn't talking about Adam Levine? We're going to talk about Adnan Syed. Um, We're going to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Southern Charm, and then, of course, the witchy ship. Okay, people, unless you have been living under a rock, you have heard that Adnan Syed has been released from prison. Now, most of you probably know about this case from the podcast Serial. Serial literally took the world by storm. Um, I was, like, already kind of into the, like, I was listening to, like, true crime podcasts. So, of course, when, like, I heard about Serial, I ate it the fuck up. And, like, the, the premise of the podcast definitely was, like, you make your own opinion. Um, I think the woman working on the case and interviewing him believed he was innocent. But then sometimes she said, I don't know, like his vibe was a little off or like he would say things weird or he would kind of like mildly forget facts. But one thing always stood out to me and I don't I'm going to read through an article of like actual details. This is just my opinion. I'll never forget listening to it and then really focusing on Adnan's alibi. Now they know exactly the time she was murdered. You do an autopsy, you know, the time of death or at least a window. And in that window of time, Ednan was at the library at school. He was at the library with one of his classmates. And for whatever reason, that classmate, I feel like I don't, I forget the details. I like, didn't testify or didn't want to be a witness or something, but homeboy like had like, was somewhere. And so I never really thought he was guilty. I think there was a lot of evidence missed. I think there were a lot of people in the, like, in and surrounding the case that were overlooked. And here we are with a man that just got released from prison, and he was in there for, I think, 23 years. Um. So I'm going to read this article, like, bits of it from NPR. Um, so he was, uh, his conviction was vacated on Monday. Is and it's a unique, it's a unique case because of the enormous publicity it garnered through the true crime pack podcast serial. But one of the reasons he was set free because is because prosecutors withheld evidence that may have exonerated him. That fact is is not uncommon, unfortunately. Um, let's see. So Judge Melissa Finn in Baltimore. relied on an extensive review of the case by prosecutors in maryland showing that among other things that authorities knew of at least two alternative suspects besides sayed in the 1999 murder of Haimin lee and it, that's his ex-girlfriend i feel like i can't fucking read so sorry if i'm like tripping over my fucking fat tongue but prosecutors kept that information about alternative suspects from defense attorneys according to a motion to vacate the conviction filed by prosecutors. They now have 30 days to decide whether to proceed with a new trial or drop the charges against Syed, who has long maintained his innocence. Okay, wait a second. We've, like, known. I swear there, we've known about that for a while. Like, there, there's evidence against other people about him. I don't know the rule, the ins and outs of the fucking legal system. It's all fucked. Um... So critics say that a lack of accountability and transparency has made it easy for prosecutors to get away with such official misconduct as innocent individuals brought before the justice system are made to pay, oftentimes with years of their lives behind bars for crimes they did not commit. So... Adnan, he's 41 now. He had been serving a life sentence after he was convicted of strangling his high school classmate and one-time girlfriend, Heyman Lee, whose body was found buried in the park of Baltimore in 1999. He was only 17 at the time. He's always maintained his innocence. Um, It's just super sad. Like, that is why, like, they need to fucking fix this shit. There's this article, this article goes on and on about how this, like I said before, like, this isn't uncommon. This happens a lot. People withhold evidence. And it's just, I mean, he was only 17 and there's like videos of TikTok of him, like trying foods and like being with his family. And it's just like, you're happy because he's out, but it's also just so incredibly like depressing. And it's probably such a culture shock. Like he's been in prison for his entire adult life. So I guess we'll see where it goes. I mean, I want them to, like, I'm sure the victim's family would love for a, conviction to bring to justice but at the same time it's like i just hope he doesn't have to go through another fucking like court case or hearing like i hope hope they just try to present the new evidence well it's not new the fucking hidden evidence get who needs me behind bars pine bars and adnan can just move on all right let's talk about adam levine just another piece of shit exposed in hollywood you know so the other day um an instagram model sumner stro i think it's stro um she went to tiktok and claimed she had a year-long affair with levine she didn't really provide dates or anything at first but then did like a reply video you know as as you do to kind of elaborate she showed some screenshots from the dms she said the reason she came forth with the video was because she had someone that she thought was her friend threatening to expose the story and get paid for it so she wanted to come out on her own. Um so a few things first. I will say the internet has been they've been really just blaming her. Now she's an asshole and we'll get to that later. But like she's not great. However, this is almost like, like, in situation after situation, video after video, I kept seeing, like, people bashing her, which is fine. But, like, I just kept expecting every TikTok or every response to at least end with, like, and Adam's a fucking piece of shit and he's like this. and like- But, no, like, they didn't end like that. Like, people just kept being, like, she's a fucking homewrecker. She ruined a marriage. She knew he was a married man and she. Now, that sounds great. Motherfucking Teresa, but I challenge anyone that if an Adam Levine, um, you know, a Leonardo DiCaprio, a Brad Pitt, um, you know, maybe a Machine Gun Kelly, (laughs) if they slide into your DMs and they are they have a partner, whether they're married or not, and they're flirting with you, you mean to tell me? You're gonna fucking ignore them. You're gonna say, "Sir, you're a married man." No, it, it, no, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to the whole fucking world if you're telling me your your celeb crush of all celeb crushes slides into your DMs, flirting with you, and you are, you know citizen top citizen like and just ignore and be like you have go hang out with your wife no you wouldn't so i'm just like trying to bring everyone back down to reality with that statement um because i just hate the term like homewrecker and like wrecking whore and like you knew he was married like i think they're like the most dated terms of all time like people have affairs it takes two to fucking tango and sometimes you can't help how you feel you can't help the emotions you feel you can't help like the relationship that's forming i don't know like just like shut the fuck like stop saying that like it's stupid and it doesn't it like you're not making a point but so that was my first take and then like he made a statement because then people thought she was lying people were like you can fake dms these screenshots are weird because like one was like one screenshot of an instagram dm the other one was a screenshot of like her home screen." Of like a notification that Adam Levine messaged you, kind of thing, and it had the message. And one of the messages was, "I'm I'm I'm having a son, and I'm gonna name him after you. I hope that's not weird." Um, excuse me. I kid you not. I even saw one TikTok video that was like the only thing like it's so like we have no proof that these DMs are even real, or the, they even had a relationship. The only thing that we have proof of is that he said he was going to name his child after you as if that wasn't the weirdest fucking part. I think him saying you're so fucking hot is less alarming than I'm going to name my first son after you. Like that is the alarming part, man. That's what we should be worried about. (laughs) Like she made it seem like that was just basically a high five. Like that is fucking weird. So. People were just kind of like calling her a liar and and this and that. Um, But then he came out and made his statement. He posted a story and said, a lot is being said about me right now. And I want to clear the air. I used poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period in my life. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. I have addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. My wife and my family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will never make it again. I take full responsibility. We will get through it. We will get through it together. So he admitted it. Now, they most likely didn't have like a physical affair. I don't know if she ever even said that, but he admitted it. So now everyone that said she was lying, they're like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, so he posted that statement and it's also just like, dude, you're a fucking grown ass man. Like grow up. Another article from people said Adam is very understanding about her feelings. Um, he is trying to make the best to make things better. He never wants a divorce. That's him talking about, um, my God, what's his wife's name? Holy shit, I'm having a fucking brain fart again. Oh Behadi. I kept saying Bismati, and I was like, it's not a Bismati is not her name. And then he's like, he doesn't want a divorce. He's trying to make it. Yeah, I bet he doesn't want a fucking divorce. He's the, he's married to a supermodel. Like, unbelievable. But Sumner wasn't the only one. Um, a model Allison Rosev shared her alleged TikTok messages with Levine. Um and she has deleted her TikTok, so I don't know if she's like backtracking. She has a boyfriend now, and I think she was scared to get into it, but I don't know. She had messages going back and forth with him. Um, There's another woman, a comedian, Marika. I think that's how you say her name. She shared DMs from Levine, and with the hashtag Adam Levine. he appears to drool over her body in several messages. He says, I'm now obsessed with you, and she says, dude, aren't you like married, lol? He said, yeah, but it's a bit complicated. I might get away. This is like giving me army vibes. Um, Marika sent a video, included a video. Levine sent of himself saying, "I'm stupid." Another video. This is like when it gets like you're such a fucking narcissist. Like you're sent, you're messaging people from your main account that literally just says Adam Levine, and then you're sending videos of yourself. Like these people are so dumb. Like I just can't even believe it. Um, and then there was another woman that was like his, oh yeah, his former yoga teacher is the fourth woman. And the this woman got fucking played because there's like a, a grid of all four photos of these four women up. And, you know, it's like Instagram model, Instagram model, Instagram model yoga teacher. If you're catching my drift, like it's, it's the difference in looks is alarming. And I'm not saying this yoga teacher is not attractive. I'm just saying it's, you know, you know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? If you're here listening to this, you know what I mean? Um, so she shares her story with the exposed Adam Levine hashtag and alleged that one text said, I want to spend the day with you naked. Um, and so she said one text from him. That's what the text said. Destroyed her life as her jealous ex saw the text and was violent with her. She claimed Levine ghosted her and fired her from his tour. So, yeah, so he's a piece of shit. Um, The one great thing about Sumner that's coming out is that like pretty much everyone that knew her is coming out and saying how much of a fucking flaming bitch that she is. And she loves attention. And she's definitely just like eating this up. Like this one, this one girl went to camp with her summer camp and said like she bullied her so badly and then made all the other girls bully her and then. Like, years later, the girls that, like, she made bully, this other girl, reached out to her and, like, apologized and, like, explained the whole thing to her. And basically, she was just, like, such an asshole. And then Sumner's brother's ex-girlfriend came out and said she was, like, a flaming asshole. Like, and so this is the thing, people. Like, if you're a fucking bitch, if you were a bitch, if you were a bully, if you made people's lives living hell, if you made people sad, if you made people insecure, maybe don't try to go viral and have people feel bad for you because it's not going to work because you're going to have people come out. Like, like clearly her story is true. Like Adam Levine admitted to it. He sent multiple women, but like no one gives a shit about her because she's a bitch. But anyway, you know, are we surprised? Like, no, like I, like, I just don't, I just don't think we're surprised. I think, I think it's hard. I think if you study the brain of like most famous people it would be interesting because it's like, when you, when it comes to like musicians or like performers, especially it's like, there are the people that just really enjoy the art of music and performing and putting on a show and singing and songwriting. And then there's the people that just like to be famous. And I think Adam Levine, Adam Levine's one of them. Yes. I was a Maroon five fan. Okay. Back in the day, back in the day, 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 I fucking love Maroon five, but like Where did he go with that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like he didn't really. He's not someone that like evolved. So I just think he likes the idea of like being famous. Someone said his, it looks like his tattoos were done all in the same day. And it absolutely does. They're like all like the same exact darkness. And that got me thinking too, like, is he just so fucking like he wanted to have just like this huge revamp of himself that he just like went to a tattoo artist and like stayed there for. 12 hours and got tattooed i don't know so i just like think like if you study the brain of people like him like they're just like narcissists because here he has this supermodel wife kids like married but still messaging and sending videos and like very clear that it's him like to women all over the fucking country i don't know i don't know what i'm saying um just you know don't trust adam Levine. All right, we have some Erica Jane news. I haven't talked about, I feel like, news from her in a while. I usually just bitch about her when I'm talking about the show. But people have been, uh, you know, curious how her bills are being paid, like her legal fees. And it's come out that they're reportedly being paid for, or they're being paid for by a longtime associate of Tom Girardi. According to a new report, a pleading in the case in which Thomas's former law firm, Gerardi Keese, Erica, and Erica's company, EJ Global LLC, are being sued for unpaid fees, has revealed that James Wilkes II, also known as Jim Wilkes, has sent nearly $500,000 to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast member since her November 2020 split from the once famed attorney. Erica filed a summary judgment motion to get herself out of the case, and in response, the law firm noted that Erica was receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars for the legal fees from an attorney named James Lewis Wilkes. Um the, so the Bravo docket is the one that kind of revealed all of this and she they credited their information to Lost 360 and revealing Ron Richards is representing the plaintiff in the case. Um the outlet also noted that Erica did not dispute her receiving the funds. Um the way it works in summary judgment briefing is that the moving party lists out all of the facts that they are claiming as true based on evidence exchanged in the case and the responding party can say whatever whether or not the fact is disputed, and she left that one blank. Um, so that's I like don't like she, I guess I just like don't understand. Like, is she like fucking sucking this guy's dick or like what's going on here? All right, wait, but here's a timeline. So September 28th of 2020, Erica is personally served at the Pasadena House with a subpoena in the Rigguemes R- Rigomez R- case. Jesus, um. October of 2020, she opens a Wells Fargo account in Tampa, Florida with Jim Wilkes and Wilkes and McHugh's financial controller. Mr. Wilkes is a longtime business associate of Tom Girardi. And then in October, on October 14th, 2020, 16 days after her subpoena, Wilkes and company wire $150,000 to the account opened with Erica. November 2nd of 2020, um, Erica files for divorce. December of 2020, Judge Thomas Durkin um, holds Tom Girardi in contempt of court and freezes his assets. Also, December of 2020, so four days after that, he files the bankruptcy claim, claiming $6.5 million in liabilities. And then, December 30th of 2020, two weeks after Girardi's assets are frozen, Wilkes and McHugh wire another $100,000 to the account they opened with Erica. Like, what the fuck? Why are they giving her money? I don't understand. January 19th, 2021, conservatorship filed for Tom Girardi. April 2nd, 2021, Wilkes and McHugh wire another 150 k the account they own with Erica. Wilkes and company have given Erica close to half a million dollars. Wilkes told Law 360 that he is providing legal representation to Erica Girardi. He said that he saw Tom Girardi primarily as a personal friend and only rarely did business with him. The below is from Wilkes Public Instagram. There's just like photos of them like hanging out. I just like don't i don't understand like why are they just giving her money like it's not going to like do anything um i don't know like i said people are fucking idiots she clearly has a way of manipulating old white men which i guess like good for you but like half a million dollars for what for like it, it just doesn't make any sense to me because it's like yeah you're friends with them but like what like what do you owe them at this point like they're fucking criminals robbing people like you shouldn't be giving her any money anyway she's terrible the show's terrible like she is getting so unwatchable um i'm tired of seeing Andy cohen have her on watch what happens live like he needs to chill the fuck out she is like literally the devil um but yeah that's the latest honestly the reason i'm just talking about it is because it's like all over and i do think it's weird it's like this old white man like i'm just like Like I said, I'm like, is she like fucking this guy? Like, is this her like sugar daddy that everyone keeps talking about? I mean, she's definitely not fucking him. Let's be real. He like lives in Florida and he's fucking old, Uh, but she's doing something. She's doing something. Um, I just totally forget. where. Oh, so, but like I'm talking about it because it's like everywhere. I just like, I just don't have the energy or the brain capacity to talk about her in this case anymore until things are actually done. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just constant talking back and forth. Like like let me know when she actually has to hand over her diamond earrings. Let me know when the Rigomez Rigomez family like actually gets fucking money for surgery. Let me know when the Lion Air victims actually get money for like just let me know when that happens because none of that has happened yet, I'm pretty sure. Um instead, we're just still watching Erica get paid. Be the, one of the highest paid housewives per episode on her show week after week, and literally verbatim actually say she doesn't care about the victims. So it's just hard for me to watch or talk about it. So, famous YouTuber Trisha Paytas, she's a wild one. She had a baby and named her Malibu Barbie. That's all really there is to talk about here. Um, her fans and her are just. Wild, and so there were rumors that she went into labor the same night the queen passed away. And everyone was saying like her baby was going to be the queen reincarnated and they were going to name her Elizabeth. And like, I'm not sure if these people were joking, um, but she did not have her baby that night. And when she did have her baby, she literally named her Malibu Barbie Paytas Hackman. So there's that, and like, the Malibu's fine the Malibu Barbie obviously is not a great combo. Um, but these people are just insane. Like if you don't know who Trisha Paytas is, I highly recommend Googling her, watching videos of her. She's one of those really, really interesting people that like, she's been canceled a hundred times because she's very inappropriate. And, you know, I'm going to give her, I'm going to give her like some slack here because she was like around and on the YouTube era when like, we really didn't know what like politically correct was like, you know, my like blackface was not. And again, I know this is going to sound bad, but like when she got in trouble for these things, like, I don't know if I necessarily knew what they were, but like I said, she's been canceled a bunch. She used to be friends with Shane Dawson. Um, she was on the Frenemies podcast, and that's how she met her now husband. It's her old. um podcast mates or whatever what am I trying to fucking say his brother-in-law and then there's like a huge falling out and that's who her baby daddy is and that's who her husband is now but she still does weird shit and it's like weird enough to make me laugh like I don't want to like her but like I kind of like her because she's just fucking weird like it's bizarre like she named her baby Malibu Barbie so you know it's it's just it's just I guess on brand you know what I mean And finally, for the news, we're going to talk about Mama June. So Mama June was supposed to go in just for a regular doctor's visit, and it turned into an issue, and she's now being hospitalized, and specialists are trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and they're not sure. Um, So she just had this routine checkup on Monday, but told her doctor that she's been having really severe headaches and dizziness, um, which I guess was enough to cause alarm, so they admitted her to the hospital and she's been there since monday um she's going through scans and tests and people are trying to figure out what's going on they just like can't figure it out um she's telling everyone it's not a relapse like obviously we know she struggled with addiction and that's not what's going on honestly her ass probably wouldn't be like in the doctor's office if she was on drugs but you know, you never know with these people you never know um she's still with that weird fucking husband justin um, the one that got the fake teeth. Everyone in Mama June's family is getting fake teeth. Sugar Bear just got fake teeth. This guy got fake teeth. She really likes Smith mouth, apparently, because she just dates people that are missing their chompers. Um, but you guys know me. I fucking love Honey Boo Boo. I mean, Mama June's a piece of, a piece of shit. Um, we've learned that time and time again, season and season again. So it's not like, you know, I'm sure going through bouts of meth addiction is not great for the health but um you know I I hope I hope she gets better okay let's talk about some shows we're going to talk about Southern Charm um what do you guys think of it you know I think uh, everything I see people aren't loving it (sighs) I have have thoughts. I mean, we know how I feel about Austin. I literally hate him. I hate him. I will say he had his best episode in any show, any episodes he's been on last week. He stood up for Taylor. He told Shep he's an idiot. Shep wants Taylor to quit her job because that's fucking normal when you're not married or have a commitment and you keep cheating on your partner. Yeah, just quit your job so we can travel the world. That doesn't make any sense. Now, if someone told me to quit my job so I could travel the world with them, I would do it in a second. Um, So do as I say, not as I do. But I think, you know, every situation is different and theirs is not good. It's not fucking good. So I would not advise Taylor to quit her job. Um, Austin's like, that's how you get your independence, you know. once you do that you have full control he already also just had a private conversation with taylor at like a fucking shoe store before their trip saying that he hates the way um shep treats her and they're both crying so i mean he's him and shep are going to get in a fight in the next episode and they're gonna be screaming at each other because he obviously went behind his back um so there's that shep I feel like has had has been able to kind of like fly under the radar the last few seasons just because there's been more fucked up people on the show. And I think him getting a girlfriend kind of like humanized him a bit. But he's having a bad season. He's been caught cheating. He has an active Raya account because they got in one fight and he went to Bermuda and turned on his Raya account because, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Also, I think Homeboy is almost 50. Hold on, let me let me confirm this. Never mind, he's forty-two. I don't know why. I must have misheard. Anyway, he's still getting up there. Okay, he's old enough to not be just willy-nilly cheating on his girlfriend. Um, then we have Leva. I'm not really sure what era Leva is in. Um, she has lost a lot of weight in between seasons. She looks great. I don't know if this is like maybe her normal weight because I know she had a baby not that long ago. Um, but she is playing a character this season in my mind. She is totally different than the way she has been in the past. Um, she is definitely trying to stir up the drama and, but like she's doing it in a very unnatural, weird way. So I'm not really into it that much. um, I'm also tired of her son. Like, sorry, don't care. Oh my God, another person that fucking dropped the weight, Marcy, Shep's cousin, was pregnant in one scene. And then the next one, no, I I understand, like, you gain weight when you're pregnant. You most likely, you typically go back to like close to the way you might have looked before. But she's also thin as shit. Why is everyone in the South so, like, thin? I think it's probably because they're sweating all the time, but like, she looked like a completely different person. I'm also not really sure why she's even on the show. I'm being honest. I think in one or two episodes, she might've provided some context and history to Shep and the way he acts, but like, I don't know why she's there. I think maybe they thought in a perfect world, she can be the new, really, really rich person to kind of give us that life. Like maybe, you know miss pat is like maybe she won't be on the show forever i don't know like but it just doesn't make sense to me it seems really unnatural she goes on these trips and shit and like barely interacts with anybody because she's pregnant and doesn't drink and her husband seems a little wonky i don't know they just don't really vibe with with the show in my opinion then we have um cool craig's a lunatic. Craig is a fucking lunatic. I, again, don't know why people love him and Paige so much. I just don't. I really try to, like, dig deep and see, like, am I just, again, just a fucking bitch? And I just, I just don't like them. I I think, I don't, I, I don't know. He's a nut job. He, Naomi is, in my opinion, fine. I'm not really sure why everyone hates her so much. He is clearly fucked up. Remember when he said he had an Adderall addiction at the last reunion? Well, the... The quote unquote Adderall addiction is clearly still there. And it's not Adderall. Allegedly. I mean, he is raging out. He's sweaty. His nose, his sinuses are so fucking clogged that it's it sounds like he can't even breathe. Like, dude, you got enough money to get some pure shit. Get it. Like, because it's ruining your sinuses. And then, like, he's just, like I said, getting drunk. He's like verbally assaulting Naomi for no reason. And it's like It's, he keeps saying that like she still cares about him and she's crazy and get a life. And like, I'm like, dude, it looks like you still like her and are really insecure about it and you're scared Paige is going to get mad. And it just, it's hard to watch. And then what else? I don't know. Like, it's not terrible actually because there is stuff going on. Like, Naomi hooking up with Whitney is pretty interesting. I would like that for her. I mean, just because, you know, it'd be, it'd be a good, solid life. <laughs> you truly would not have to worry about a goddamn thing. He really seems like he likes to be on his own. Like, you would probably even have to hang out with him that much. Um, and then Taylor, or no, not Taylor, um, Olivia, she is like, whatever. So I just found this article, Catherine, like, hasn't been on it much. And, you know, I think people thought like, well, her and Caleb, who I, you know, previously called (laughs) Schleb, they were breaking up and like, she had weird stuff with like the kids and Thomas, like maybe she just like couldn't film. I just found this article. I don't know how accurate it is. It's come, it's from Fitznews.com. And people were asking like, you know, where's Catherine? Like, why hasn't she been on... At any event, she wasn't on the trip. Um, So says not long ago, our editorial staff received a clue as to a potential problem behind the scenes, specifically some photos and personal thoughts from a source on set of the show that may lend some crucial context to Dennis's absence. In an interview with our source, who prefers to remain anonymous, but works for production for the show, it was alleged Dennis showed up to do some filming with, for season eight with a visible black eye and swollen jaw. On set that same day was a male member of the cast who saw the injury, but continued to work with Dennis without making any comment. The source asked Dennis what happened, but she reported reportedly stated she was not allowed to talk about it. They said her reality star, they said the reality star wouldn't say if she had an accident or been assaulted, but here are the things that were provided. Oh my god, there's a photo. It is like really bad. Yikes. I don't think I saw this. Oh my god. It's really bad. Um Dennis declined to discuss the images or the injuries, but confirmed their authenticity and did not object to their publication. The first time the network noticed the injuries, Dennis had done her own makeup prior to filming the scene for the show with one of the cast members and his girlfriend. Huh, well, who could that be? Probably, I guess either Shep or Craig. It's normal for Catherine to do her own makeup for the daytime shoots, but for this shoot with the couple, she had an unusual amount of foundation in an effort to cover the area around her eye, the production source noted. It was noticed by production and her management. When asked about this conversation, the source said it took place in a car with the doors closed and windows rolled up. I couldn't hear what was said, but Catherine was tear tearing up during the during and after the conversation. Days later, our source indicated NBC was conducting an investigation into whether they had any liability related to Dennis's injuries. Again, Dennis's initial response to the to inquiries about the images and was no was no comment. Oh my god, these pictures are pretty bad. I can't remember if I just can't remember if I ever seeing these like while this season was being filmed, but that's really sad. So there's rumors that it was around that time. Basically, she's not been on the last few episodes because that's when she had this like black eye and swollen face and like they just couldn't have her on the show because if they had her on the show, she would obviously have to talk about it. But I don't know, that's kind of all I'm gonna talk about for Southern Charm. Um, next, we're just gonna talk about Beverly Hills for a second. I made a TikTok about this, and I'm not gonna really talk about it that long. I mean, we'll say it'll be like three hours later. This was quite possibly the most disgusting hour of television I've ever seen. Um, it is very, very clear. Erica Jane does not care about the victims. She has basically said verbatim that she does not care about them. They're trying to dog her. Why would she care about people trying to take her down? I mean, quite possibly the most disgusting, out of line, grotesque statements I've ever heard in my entire life about people who have had their like, have had everything taken away from them, including like basically their lives, like left for dead. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like Kyle tried to like step in and make her apologize. Like, but honestly she was really the only one. And I think she only tried to like step in because like she wanted, like, I I don't think the motives behind Kyle were like where we think they were, but I do appreciate her actually saying something. Like, Sutton was like, Well, I'm not fucking saying anything. Like, I'm done that. Like, Garcelle's just probably, like, everyone's over it because her reactions are so obscene. She purposely wore the diamond earrings the next day after there was the conversation about why she still has them. Why doesn't she give them to the victims? I mean, Crystal's stepping in saying, Like, if I had those earrings, I would give them away to help pay for the victims. Like, why the fuck would I give my earrings away? They're mine. They've been mine for. 25 years, and they'll be mine until the court of law takes them away. And it's like you are actually inherently a terrible, terrible fucking human being. Like there is not an ounce of good inside of you. And I judge all those women for being friends with her. I judge anyone that hangs out with her. I judge anyone that thinks she's a like a fun friend. Like, like that's why I get so pissed at Andy for having her on Watch What Happens Live. Like, there's. There was a glimmer of hope, I feel like, before this episode in terms of like, you know what, she's just mad. You know, I'd be upset too if all this stuff was being taken away from me, I'm sure. But like, you can't change the words that came out of her mouth and the fucking viciousness that came out of her mouth in last week's episode. And like, that is inherently like who she is. And that's not going to change. And that's how she's always been, clearly. So I think she's a fucking piece of fucking shit. And I truly, like, don't want to watch her anymore. If she comes back for next season, like, I just, like, don't even know if I can watch. Unless it's, like, a very juicy season, of course. (laughs) Because, like, I just it's just too hard to watch. Like she's making money every episode. She's talking about all these antique items that she still owns. And honestly, like she's definitely talking about them on purpose. Like, like, I don't think she's just, it's all a game to her. I mean, even Diane Jenkins is like, I hope she doesn't mean when she says she doesn't care about the victims because she needs to. And Diane Jenkins is, you know, allegedly a lot of things that we I'm not going to talk about but because she's suing everybody I mean I, this podcast is so big and top of the charts that like she's definitely going to listen to it and she's definitely going to you know hear what I have to say so I'm just going to be tight lipped um, do I think Kathy Hilton overreacted about the tequila yeah I do and I'm not I don't love the way she talked to the bartender at that fucking dumb fucking hat place um, because it's not the bartender's fault And it's clear that Kathy, they planted the tequila there before, like they were making like margs. Like, so I, I get it, but like Rinna fucking was so calculated in asking for, hey, can I try, I want to try that 818. That's my friend Kendall's uh, tequila. I haven't tried that yet. My friend Kendall's. You know, I have three friends with tequilas and I've tried all of them except this one. So I want to try it. Bitch, 818 tequila has been out for like over almost two years, if not longer. And you're trying to tell me this is the time that you want to try it. It's probably at every fucking bar in California and this is where you want to try it. So she definitely did that on purpose, but like the way it set Kathy off was insane. And then, of course, we had the To Be Continued. That episode's airing tonight. I don't know. Maybe if I'm feeling spicy and it's a good episode, I'll recap it tomorrow. Because that's when, like, we get the aftermath, the drama, like Kathy losing her shit. (laughs) something's like, Kathy wanted to do the conga. And I don't think we wanted to do the conga. And then she gets in my face and is like, you better come home with me or you're not my friend. I was like, God, poor Sutton is really going through the ringer. I mean, I wouldn't want to go th- I wouldn't want to do the conga either. Also, can we talk about Sutton's um interview look, like diary look? Like, are her fucking nips out? Is she like free in the nip? I, I love it. I think it's really cool. It's like that like meshy blue outfit. But I'm pretty sure I'm seeing Areola through there. And to that I say, great job. I mean, Sutton is Sutton's a lot of things, including an ally. I took a she was wearing support, tra- like black trans kids' shirts before the Aspen trip. Like, she is, she's all of the above while also being a southern lady. And that's, you know, that's kind of hard to come by if I'm being fucking honest. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's just like at this point, it's fucking hysterical because I think Kathy Hilton could insult every like minority group and everyone would still, including those minority groups, everyone would still be on her side because everyone else is just that much more terrible. And we'd probably all snap too if we were in her position. So I don't know. We'll see how tonight's episode goes. I'm looking forward to it slash nervous. Okay, guys. Now it's time for the witchy shit. Today, we're going to talk about the planets and the days of the week and how we can basically plan our week with the planets. So I got this. This is an article from the Blissful Mind, but I found this idea on TikTok actually. Um, so I kind of prompted me to look it up. So basically, you know, if you ever noticed that certain days of the week have certain energies to them, there's a reason for that, and that's because each day of the week. Resonates with a certain planet. So, like Mondays just don't suck because they suck. Sometimes it's because of the fucking planet. And just like everything, it's just another way to like blame our issues on the solar system. And I think the universe sometimes hates that, but also like, you know, gets it. It gets it. Um, so one of the most interesting things that this person's discovered in their astrology deep dives is that each day of the week is governed by a planet or a luminary. So like the moon or the sun. Um, and so if you want a schedule that gives you flexibility and variety, planning a few things in your calendar based on the planetary rulers could be just what you need. So we're going to explore like which planet rules each day, what significance that holds and what tasks you can schedule each day for optimal success in your productivity, energy and relationships. Okay. So Monday, Monday is ruled by the moon. So the moon, though obviously not a planet, rules emotions and intuition. The moon also rules cancer, the mother figure of the zodiac. So if you don't feel particularly lively on Mondays, feel free to blame it on the moon. The moon can often bring an emotional and shadowy energy to the day, but that doesn't mean you have to dread Mondays. This really is just a great day for reflection and setting yourself up for the week in a way that aligns with your needs. If you're able to... Take this as a chill, no expectations kind of day. Focus on planning, organizing and easing into the week. I mean, I do that naturally and it's definitely helpful. It makes me feel a little less anxious. If possible, I try to not load up meetings. I try to just like reflect on last week, write the list of things I have to do this week, organize my journal, all the above and it kind of just like does set the tone a little nice, like a little bit nicer for for the next few days. So here's how to make the most of the moon's energy prioritize relaxation and quiet time spend time in nature especially by the water do some emotional self-care journal and then practice light and flowy movement think of yoga walking or stretching so that's monday so you know don't feel bad if you're have a case of the mondays and you just want to like chill like i said organize your week you know you don't have to get a hundred tasks done Tuesday. Tuesday is ruled by Mars. Okay, I don't know why, but Tuesday has always had, like, this energy to me that I loved. I always liked a Tuesday, and I'm, I can't really pinpoint why I liked a Tuesday. Like, even in school, there was just something about a Tuesday I liked. I don't know if it's because, like, it wasn't a month. Like, you got through Monday. And then like, I don't know, like Wednesday, you're just like right in the middle of the week. So it feels like it should be the end of the week, but it's not. And then like Thursday is almost the end of the week. And then Friday, like, don't get me wrong. I love fucking love Fridays. But sometimes Fridays can feel like rushed, like whether you have weekend plans or like you didn't get something done for work that week. I just always like Tuesdays. I don't know where I'm going with this and no one fucking cares. But Tuesday is rolled by Mars. Uh, Mars is the planet of drive and power. Mars is also ruled by Aries, the passionate and fiery wild child of the zodiac. Maybe that's why I like Tuesdays. The energy from Mars makes Tuesday a great day to get things done. While Monday was for refueling, Tuesday gives us a full tank of gas for taking action. You may feel more enthusiastic and passionate on a Tuesday. That makes it a great day to start new projects, crush your to-do list, and do the hard things that you won't have the energy for at the end of the week. So here's how to make the most of Mars's energy. Get started on new projects, knock out your to-do list, declutter and clean, do something that scares you just a little. I don't do that on Tuesdays. That seems a that seems a lot for a Tuesday, but you know, get your heart racing with an intense workout, kickboxing, hit, whatever. Uh, I do work out on Tuesday mornings. Um, but I think that makes sense. Like I do feel that vibe on Tuesdays. You're again, you're you got set up Monday. Now you're ready to, you know, hit the ground running. Wednesday is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is the planet of intellect and communication. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo, the chatterboxes of the Zodiac. Ain't that the truth? Since Mercury is the planet of communication, this is a great day for meetings, sending emails and starting new conversations. It's likely you already communicate with friends more on Wednesdays than any other day without realizing it. Honestly, like I think I do. Like for one thing, I do the podcast on Wednesdays, but like especially as of late, I've been very like work heavy with like meetings and talking with people on Wednesdays. Um, I also kind of do believe like chatting with the friends more on a Wednesday. Cause like, I feel like when I'm easy, like if I hang out with my friends on the weekend and then like, I kind of like ease into the week and then like you blink and it's fucking Wednesday and you're like, Oh, I guess I'll like check in with my friends and see what everyone's doing. From a creative standpoint, this is also a great day for brainstorming, writing, planning, and organizing your ideas. If you happen to be reading this blog post on a Wednesday, today would be a great day to try scheduling your calendar with the planets. Wow. What do you know? It's a Wednesday people. Here's how to make the most of Mercury's energy. Brainstorm ideas. Schedule meetings and calls. Sign contracts if Mercury's not in retrograde. It's in retrograde today, people. So do not send the contracts. Uh, Clear out your email inbox. Plan your editorial calendar. I cannot clear out my inbox. I read and organize my inbox. I can't delete. I, I delete junk, but I just can't delete stuff. Thursday, we have Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of growth and abundance. Jupiter also rules Sagittarius, the wisdom seeker and a world traveler of the Zodiac. Thursday has a calmer energy than Wednesday, but there's a lot of energy for expansion and growth. There's something about Thursdays that lights a fire underneath you, and many people consider this the most productive day of the week. This is a great day for learning, practicing gratitude, and working on your finances. If abundance is your goal, Thursday is a day to attract it. I will say, I mean, I think obviously, cause I post this podcast on Wednesdays for whatever reason, when Thursdays come around, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to like take the world by storm with like, I'm ready to get the podcast off the ground. Finally. Like that's, I do feel very like ambitious and motivated on Thursdays, like relative to things like outside of my like nine to five, my nine to five. That is basically like a 7am to five. Um, um, so here's how to make the most of Jupiter's energy. Learn something new, practice gratitude, make a vision board, review your budget and start a new hobby or habit. I need to make a fucking vision board. I've been saying it for a while. I made one a while ago for like 2021 and I feel like a lot of my visions came true and I just need to like make another one. Even if it's just like a shitty one, I need to make one because I do think it's powerful and it works. So Friday, we have Venus. Venus is the planet of love and beauty. Venus also rules Taurus and Libra, two signs that appreciate beauty and comfort. Friday is typically known as the date night of the week and for good reason. Friday is all about celebrating love, connection, and belonging. To, and belonging, This is a great day to appreciate the people you love in your life, and that includes appreciating yourself. As far as work goes, this is a great day to woo your boss or your coworkers with new ideas and to generally try and go out f- Go about your work with lightheartedness. Here's how to make most of the Friday energy and the Venus's energy. Wear your favorite outfit or try a new hairstyle. Treat yourself to flowers or something else beautiful. I know people that do that. I need to do that. Make a fancy dinner and watch a movie. I love movies. Call your friends and tell them how much you adore them. I mean, they know. I'll just shoot them a text. And visit an art gallery or place that feels beautiful to you. So. I'd say that's pretty like basic Friday energy, you know, those are all good things to do on a Friday. I'm also looking forward to like the seasons changing because like when it's cold, you don't, you feel less obligated to do things, you know, and like staying in on like a Friday night and just like decompressing and kind of like taking care of yourself and watching a movie is like literally the best feeling in the world. Um, okay. So Saturday is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is the planet of structure and discipline. Saturn rules Capricorn, the father figure of the Zodiac. Saturday is typically associated with fun for most of us. It's the first day of the weekend, but Saturn usually or actually has a stern and stoic energy about it that can be useful for getting things done. Whereas Sunday is a day for the inner child, Saturday is a day to be an adult. That makes it a great day to do yard work, clean the house, plan for the week ahead, work on your habits, and tie up any loose ends on projects. Any work done today will pay off in the long run. Here's how to make the most of your Saturn's energy. Organize and declutter your home. Prepare for the next week. Focus on academic tasks like studying or learning. Finish up projects or tasks from the previous week. Make progress on your goals. Maybe like maybe that's the issue I think my Saturdays so like although lately I have been like I used to go to the workout classes every Saturday but like lately I've been taking the day off working out so I have been enjoying just like getting up cleaning up like chilling for a little bit before like I want to do things but maybe like I need to start really like harnessing the Saturday energy to like okay, I'm going to clean the house. And now I'm also going to go in the office and like work on my podcast and shit. Because I do think about that a lot. And again, I'm thinking maybe once winter hits, like I'll get a little lazier with like the wanting to go out if the weather's not so nice. But like, I do agree that like Saturday is like the perfect day to like get shit done. Like, cause on Sunday, you just want to chill. And then Sunday is the sun. The sun represents creativity, expression, and vitality. The sun rules Leo, one of the most creative signs of the Zodiac. Sunday is typically the day of rest and its positive energy makes it a great time to relax and wind. The sun encourages radiance, growth, and illumination, which makes Sunday a good day to express your creativity. The vitality of the sun makes it perfect for spending time with loved ones or working on your inner reflection and growth. Try not to schedule anything too demanding and instead look at Sunday as a day of play. Here's how to make the most of the sun's energy prioritize rest and relaxation, express your creativity, um, whatever that means to you go grocery shopping and cook a delicious meal, grocery shopping on Sunday. No way. That's I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to throw, I'm gonna have to disagree with you right there. Rest of this shit. Yeah. Grocery shopping. No, spend time outside, connect with family and friends. Um, so that's, I feel like a typical Sunday too. Like those are the things you want to do. On a fucking Sunday, and then it says, "Does your schedule align with pl- the planet days of the week?" And we just hope this helps. I think this is actually like a really great article and a really good idea. I think when it comes to work and work life, and maybe not even work, but like maybe like the balance of life. Like, okay, I have to, I have work tasks, and then I have at home tasks, and then I have my hobby tasks, like things that I just want to get done. Maybe like like it can be anything, like reading, like organizing like like this like social media like posting like I feel like we need to just harness anything we can to help ourselves it's like help me help you kind of thing like we can't just start each day with the same 100 tasks and like just hope to get to them all even though you know you won't and then you'll just be disappointed with yourself at the end of the day like I think I really need to start like I think my next bullet journal and I say this every bullet journal but truly like. I need to, I want to get like multiple bullet journals, like one just for work, maybe one just for like other tasks, like, like a calendar of like, okay, like work tasks, but then also like podcast tasks, like maybe cleaning the house, like goals of my own. And then just like a journal for like journaling, like just dumping my ideas because I do think like I'm, I like my bullet journal but I just don't do it in the best way and I think it's because my mind is filled with so many other ideas outside of just work and I don't know how to organize them so I think by doing this and then like aligning things with the planets would be like really helpful. But I think you guys should look into that Google it, adjust your calendars, see how you can like help yourself throughout the week schedule your tasks and also just like not give yourself a hard time. Like again, like if Monday is feeling Monday, it's because blame the moon. As usual, blame the moon okay guys that's it i hope you enjoyed this episode um as usual please share the episode you guys please go rate and review it on apple Podcasts and spotify Podcasts. um i really really appreciate it i'm gonna try to have more guests on i'm talking to someone on tiktok right now about having about meeting up with them they actually one of them lives in denver which is exciting so i might meet up with them next month um you guys know having guests for me is like hard strictly because of my anxiety, not because like I don't like people. I mean, sometimes I don't like people. I like the people in this realm. Like I would love to talk to other podcasters, but you know, it's it's intimidating. But I think I'm going to be talking to someone coming up here soon. So please share the podcast. Um go to realitywitch.com for absolutely everything you need. As usual, thank you for joining this Pop Culture Covenant. We'll chat next week. Love you. Bye.